Coming up on today's show, Charlotte Flair and the Viking Raiders return. NXT debuts on Tuesday nights. AEW debuts their A and E debuts their slate of WWE programming. <laughs> you know, I thought that was it. Yeah, I got you. I'm with you on that one. The 24 year anniversary of an important pro wrestling pay per view. Al attempts backlash, 1999 trivia, and more. Ooh. On this episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show. This is the Daily Wrestling News for April 13th, 2021. We are powered by the Eastern Observer. My name is Ryan Joy, and I'm coming to you live from Minnesota Belltime Studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State. And I'm joined by Al Carl, Pro Wrestling Pickums, Al Carl. There you go. How's everything going there, Ryan? You caught me off guard. See, when you, you gave me the cold open to read, I have it on my email, and then I come back, and you're wearing a hat for the first time ever. And not just any hat. You're, you're shouting out the Bell Army here. There you go. They're Hall of Famers, the Bell Twins. Well, you know, I went to Mania this past weekend. I was I there in the crowd. Um, there wasn't so much sun to worry about on during WrestleMania. It was mostly yeah. rainy and cloudy. But the other days that I was there in advance, it was shining down so hard. Yep. And uh, so I needed to have a hat for my bald head. And, and you chose the, the Bellas. All right. This, this, was, this has the uh, the snapback, which is I prefer. That's my preference. So Is it really? Oh, I see. I'm the other way because I've always worn my hat backwards. If it's like I can't do it, it's got to be fitted. That's just some yep. snob like that. Yeah, I needed to keep off the sun and everything. So there you go. And I haven't shaved my head since I left, so we're, we're really on the, you know, this is hard times here. Hard times, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so we had that big cold open, but I, I guess I kind of want to ask you. Yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah. What you think? Loved it. Every Loved second it. of it, right? That could have been bad. I, don't, I have no absolutely no idea. I don't care. That was Christmas for me. I was all in. I thought everybody – and you, you could see everybody was like the right. I'm talking about the superstars, the guys who competed, the guys who performed. They were all genuinely excited to have the fans back in attendance. So you could see that on all their faces. You saw it on Randy. Bianca was almost in tears yep. before the match even started. Yep. But she was just so happy. She felt the moment. Um, and everything was just, was just great. Uh, I don't know what more you could want out of that show. Um, I thought it was great, uh, great matches, uh, you know, the pairing, whatever, um, great wrestling, no complaints here. Yeah. It was every bit the spectacle that you expect from WrestleMania yep. as, a, you know, I actually wanted to ask you because last year was such a, like one of your favorite WrestleManias just because it existed. Yes. This year for all the same, like emotional reasons and stuff like this, it has to rate up there. Have you decided where this ranks in your Oh no, no, yeah, uh, no. It was up there. It's, I'm, I'm definitely gonna, I'm definitely gonna watch it again, and I'm almost positive there's not a match there that I'll fast forward. Yeah. So uh, even the matches that I didn't have too much interest in, they were great. You know, like I said, I, you know, you said no Riddle and Sheamus, okay. Uh, but that they 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 went out. They hit they kicked yeah. the crap out of each other, and great. it was a great match for the United States title. Uh, I'll definitely watch that again. So. Um, yeah, this was great. I'm looking forward to seeing anything at some point. If I can ever fit it into my schedule, <laughs> uh, night one or night two, which one are you more happy? Um, 
I guess I'll I guess I'll go night one. Uh, and unfortunately, it was like I had to watch night two on delay. So like it was like what matches were on each show actually is something I did pay uh, attention to because I wanted to see what, what I was going to miss and what I was going to watch live. And I'd say the only matches uh, you know Owens and Zamia would have liked to seen live. Um, Oscar and Rhea I wanted to see live, and then the triple threat I was so yeah three of the four yeah so. I was, I was more happy with night one that I was able to watch that live. Um, I was in studio with John Smith and John Nakani. We watched it all live together, even though we were in separate places. And um, John Smith really just doesn't give a crap about The Miz because once all those bunnies came out, he literally fell asleep on screen <laughs> for the rest of the show, and it was just me and John Nakani. I have a picture of him. I'm not going to blow him up. I sent it to my wife. Like, John really hates <laughs> So once the Miz came on TV, John Smith asked out. So that was that was fun. Well, in classic Miz line, like, uh, yep, they hop a little, we hop a lot. <laughs> they had a ton of yeah. us up there. <laughs> so uh, Travis chiming in, we just wants you to know that he's on a plane listening to you take his spot. <laughs> I'm yeah, it, it's Travis's spot. It's not your dog spot. It's not a liver spot. It's not a you know, spot you have to call your dermatologist about. Travis's spot. John DeConi actually talked about that uh, promo the other day because he threw out the beers on ice on one of the one of the WrestleMania podcasts, and I just him and his brother just absolutely loved that promo that the NWO did on the Horseman, and I I fell over laughing because it's not something (laughs) that people genuinely talk about. That one small quote, "Beers on ice," and (laughs) but the you know the the, what's so great about that promo, and we're way off course here, but what's great about that promo is that the promo they were parodying was great. The yeah. Arn Anderson retirement promo was yep. great. And then the NWA, oh, just piled on in classic, <laughs> sort of classic DX style, right? Like, yeah. You know, so. Yeah, and then so that was that was actually the, the pay-per-view because I wasn't watching wrestling at that point. I was actually that, that fall brawl pay-per-view where uh, Mr. Perfect slammed Ric Flair's head in the cage door. I was like, oh, my God, this is not what I'm used to seeing. I want to see what's going on here. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Well, we're talking the- history. We're talking about that era. Um, we mentioned in the cold open that it is an important day in terms of pro wrestling pay-per-views. Today is the 24-year anniversary of ECW's first pay-per-view, barely legal, yeah. from the ECW arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Terry Funk versus Raven for the ECW World Championship in the in the main. Taz wrestled Sabu. Rob Van Dam versus Lance Storm. Um, I've never seen it. Uh, I don't know about I you. Know. Know. Yeah. Okay. So we're horrible people. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's, it's, I love you. You know, this is one of those things I just never went back to watch. But yeah, that, that's that's every staple in ECW history, right there. You can't. And it's I'm a huge Landstorm fan and RVD. Like that match, I'm stole the show. Yeah. Yeah, the Dudleys were on this show, and you know, ever you know, the whole crew. So um it's something you know now now that i see a little milestone anniversary coming you know next year 25 years yeah i'll have to, I'll have to make sure i get that in so hey, happy anniversary paul lee good job buddy there you go thank you thank you paul Heyman. yes he's still contributing at a very mm-hmm. high level main event of wrestlemania night two all right well the main story i think um is going to be raw from last night a bunch of things nice. happened including the return of the Viking Raiders, the return of Charlotte Flair. Start with the Viking Raiders. I was just saying last week when they announced Eric for that battle royal, I'm like, man, Ivar's got to be just about yeah. ready. And and I'm really glad to see them back. That's a shot in the arm for the 
the tag division on that program and the tag division in WWE in general. I'm really pumped that they're back. Yeah, I popped. I, I know that Viking horn. I heard that horn when it interrupted Cedric talking or it interrupted the ring announcer. Mm-hmm. Wah, I'm just like, yes, thank you. And it's, it's, I still call them the War Raiders, even though it should be War Machine, but I still call them the War Raiders. But yeah, and, and I was like, thank God. They're good. They're good. And uh, I was like, oh no, they're going to come out and squash the former tag champs. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, right away. But it was a good match. It wasn't. It wasn't a squash. But I'm glad they're back. I hope that they get programmed very strong, and yeah, you know, eventually maybe they can be the people that chop down the tree. Almost. Yeah, I'd like to see a nice. Uh, like I said, I mean, I'm, I I feel a lot of people are better as heels, and some people aren't. But you know, I mean, they, they turn heel. Them in the new day could have a really serious, you know, yes. really great feud. Yes. Um. If. If that ever, you know, comes about, comes up in conversation. And a lot of people didn't like the comedy that they did with the Street Profits. Some people did. A lot of people didn't. Um, they're far enough removed from that where they can go either way. They could go right back to comedy with the New Day, or they can have a serious feud with the New Day, as the, the Viking Raiders that we remember. Yeah. Well, it's you know what? It was a pandemic era. Well, well, it's like they they needed to try something different, so they sent them mini golfing. They sent them whatever. The chicks dig Ivar. I, it was it was entertaining. That you, it's something you never thought. Yes, that's not the War Raiders. That's not War Machine. That's the Viking experience, I guess. But that's you know the WWE version of. But you know what? They they it was something that they had to try something different, and I thought it was entertaining. And yeah, again, shouting out to Three Profits for shooting. I believe it was a twenty-seven in miniature golf. That is just absolutely incredible. <laughs> Yeah, they showed good range, so I, you know, all good to their to them. Yeah. Um, Charlotte Flair also returned, and she was one of those people who were like, "We're not going to have Charlotte at Mania. We're not going to have Charlotte at Mania." She answered our call. <laughs> She's like, "No, you didn't get Charlotte at Mania," and I'm ticked about it. Yeah, she was not happy about it, and uh, yeah, she showed it, and she just she didn't let that championship match come to an end. Um, I remember I, the last night I was sitting watching with my wife, and I'm just started singing. Oh, oh, like, like, where is she? Like, this is the time. Like, where is she? And and we didn't get Becky yet. So maybe with Tyler's on, some Tyler calls are coming out on SmackDown on Friday. So uh, maybe there's, there's still a chance there. I'm like, all right, if Becky's going to come down. You know, everybody hates Charlotte, but no more person than she does. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it wouldn't, you know, necess- wouldn't necessarily be to save Rhea. But, you know, she had a nice moment with Asuka when she handed her the title. I don't think Beckers has any problem with Oscar, so I just figured just come down, just jump Charlotte, uh, get the crowd pop, or get the TVs to the pop, and then um, it didn't happen. So that was that's it was pretty much only let down the last time. I think everybody was I think everybody was expecting after that Instagram post or whatever she posted on social yeah. media, everyone thought everyone was going to see Becky because Becky is raw, you know, unless you know she wasn't drafted, I guess free agent, whatever you want to call it. So I guess she could appear on Friday. So yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. I, I was really hoping for, you know, a Charlotte Bailey, Charlotte, Becky Bailey, any, you know, any combination of things to happen for Mania. We didn't, we didn't quite, we didn't quite get there, but we'll see. I think it's obviously coming. And also. Yeah, well, well, Bailey shined in her own right. Bailey shined yeah. at WrestleMania. She was fun. She's yeah. things on. Yeah. See, that's good. She had her own. In a match. I know everyone would rather see her wrestle, but, you know, just trying to constantly upstage Hogan and Titus, that was fun. Um, on Instagram, she also like it, right. We you know when she came out and she was on the com where the, she came out to the commentary desk. Uh huh. Right before that was the big fireworks show. So she's on Instagram. She's like, 
doing a live Instagram and she's like, oh my God, it's my entrance fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> this was just me, guys. You don't have to do all this. <laughs> she's, she did great. She is great. Yeah, she is. Uh, other news out of Raw last night. Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley is official for WrestleMania Backlash. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah. It, might as well just, you know, just keep running with it. You know, Drew didn't get the job done. And now uh, let's, let's see what happens here. Yeah, and he was somewhat protected in the finish, right? Like two things happened. MVP was involved toward the very end. Mm -hmm. And he didn't tap, right? The referee yeah. called for the bell. So he's protected. So there's a there's a reason to go back to the match. So they will immediately, May 15th. Although he protected, so but you know, he's still 8 and L. You know, he, he made a mistake. He got caught. He got caught. You know, that's, that's no, that's not being, I don't think that's being protected. He didn't tap, no, but he got caught. Yeah, exactly. So he beat out Randy Orton. He beat out Braun Strowman. Yep. Um, not in the same dominant fashion that Roman Reigns pinned Edge and Daniel Bryan, but he did get past them. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about that one tonight on the Essential Wrestling Podcast. Roman yes. is just amazing. Next level. Yep. yep. Okay, so the new announced team. What did you think of Adnan Verk? Yeah, Adnan Verk, former uh, – he started – I looked him up just because they announced him from the Major League Baseball Network, and I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right because, I, you know, as a hockey guy, I see him all the time on the NHL Network, and they did – you know, they do – a yeah, I, I know him from the NHL Network. I know him – he was an ESPN sports anchor. Um, so Adnan Verk, he's, he's Canadian, so great, perfect. Um, he, you know, he did some work at the TSN too, but, uh, yeah, he, I thought he did fine. Um, he's a little different. Um, not that he's bad, but I, I guess his enthusiasm or his excitement when a pinfall's happening or if it hits a finishing move, uh, it kind of sounds the same as when he's just calling the match. He doesn't have, you know, you can tell when Stryker gets excited or even when Cole gets excited. You know, you said it, 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 it's a different tone, it's a different thing. Um, but you know, he'll get it. You know, it's, it's whatever. It's the first show. It's, it's not going to be perfect. So uh, yeah, no. Welcome to the, I like Adnan Burke. He's he's very insightful. He's very good, and he's been around for a very long time. Just not on WWE. And you know, you read the articles going into this. They this has been this has been in the works for about four months now. So um, I guess uh, Michael Cole called out to to an agent. He's like, yeah, Adnan Burke will do it. And that's who, I think that's who Michael Cole wanted. So now wow. Tom Phillips is off doing something else backstage. It's not like he was fired or anything. He's got his responsibilities backstage, and I think he's just concentrating on that. Yeah, Tom Phillips is going to do the commentary for 205 Live as well. So, that's yeah, so it is. Yeah. Um, what about Corey Graves? Corey and Byron is not a tandem that I particularly enjoy because Corey just runs Byron down so much. But um, I'm willing to give him another shot. <laughs> you know? Yeah, By Byron can't do anything right with Corey, which is fine. That's just yes. I'm sorry, Ryan. Before just one last point with this. This frees up Joe now. Yes. So yeah. unless, you know, like I said, we got to get through SmackDown, which, you know, maybe you could just keep it as uh, like who, who's missing out of this equation here. I don't know. It, it, maybe, maybe, it, you know, hopefully Joe doesn't appear. And this will free up Joe, hopefully. Maybe we can get Joe back in the ring. Yeah. And you know what? Both Lashley and Roman need opponents. Yes. And I think there's there's something there oh. with different Samoan going after Roman. Yeah, yeah, you just okay. I'm in sold that book it. Let's go, <laughs> Joe and Roman. Yeah, so I think that you know, so he's per, he's a perfect opponent for both guys. Um, 
I'm sure, you know, I, I don't haven't studied up, but I know Joe and Lashley have surely have surely crossed paths many times before. I'm sure. Yeah. Don't call um, him Shirley. Getting reminded by John DeConi that we didn't even mention Mason T-Bar at the end of Raw taking out Drew McIntyre. Potentially hitmen of MVP. Not sure if that makes them the newest members of the Hurt business or what, but no, I think it's just I think it's just business. I think it's probably just business. I'm not I don't think you're gonna see Mason T-Bar walking around and you know, you know, five million dollar Gucci suits, you know, like Lashley or you know, and all them. I think it's just they're just hired guns here, like Hernandez. They might want they might want nicer headgear, in which case just, just go just just call him Dio and Dom, you know, just freaking just get rid of it. Right. You know, right. right. It was fine with Ali. They just don't you don't have to keep this anymore. Like that's fine. Just yep. Yeah. You know what? They can call him Mason T Bar, but do lose the masks. Yeah, Look, yeah, let, and, and that'd be a fun little thing. MVP's like, you know, if you're gonna hang around with us, we're gonna have to dress you up a bit. You know, we're gonna have to change your style, and then then boom, that's where we go. So yep, yep. Um, more people chiming in. Travis's brother reading up that Joe's going to SmackDown. So, All right, well, that's how rumors get started. That's how they do get started. Yep. You know. Okay, so last thing I want to mention from Raw last night is Alexa Bliss explained to us that the fiend was in her way. She realized she could do things without him. She's yeah. got powers now. Bray Wyatt also returned in the Firefly Funhouse, and he said. You know, basically said that his that other friend is gone now from the funhouse. Fun so now we have what appears to be two supernatural forces on, <laughs> and it doesn't appear. It appears they're going to go separate ways. So yeah, yeah, and 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 Alexa Bliss, and I'm sure all of us know. You know, the 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 the, the female gender of an animal species is the most deadliest. You know, that's why they say happy wife, happy life. So I'm not going to complain with that. I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and I think that's the main the main news coming out of Raw last night. Anything else that you thought was particularly newsworthy from Raw last night that I missed? No, that, that, I think you put the stamp on it. Is it maybe you know we get hopefully we get Becky on Friday? I think that was like the only thing that I noticed we missed. Yeah, we get Charlotte back. Great to see the Viking Raiders. That was great. Uh, you know, backlash is set up. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Okay, so some news stories, some other things that are happening around wrestling. Um, A and E. Not AEW, as I said, yeah. open. A and E is kicking off their WWE programming this Sunday, 8 p.m. They have the biography on Steve Austin. It is available if you want to go. There's like about an eight-minute clip somewhere on the YouTube or whatever that you can find where they show various things from this. Really interesting. I think you'll be kind of hooked right away. So that debuts 8 o'clock on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Subsequent weeks, we're going to have Roddy Piper, Randy Savage, Booker T, Shawn Michaels. Those are coming right up in the following Sundays. Also on Sunday, WWE's Most Wanted Treasures debuts at 10 p.m. And the first episode is Mick Foley searching for Mr. Sacco, his Cactus Jack flannel vest, and the Mankind shirt from his debut in 1996. So, wow. So that's, you know... It's interesting that WWE programming, it's on Fox, it's on NBC, and all the NBC outlets, USA and, and Peacock and all that. Yep. And they have this relationship with A&E. So. Yeah, they, they've had it. I, mean, I don't know if it was WWE specifically, but you know, the, when you say A&E, uh, the Bret Hart wrestling with shadows from way back in the early 2000s. Was, you know, it, it was the first thing to chronicle uh, the, the, the screw job, you know? Mm -hmm. 
so um, they had cameras following around Brett. I think it was just it was I think it was actually just like oh my god, he just he kind of just stumbled upon something here these, yes. these cameras because they were just following around Brett for a normal documentary, and then <laughs> in Montreal they're like oh my god, you know, so like this was. It was, it was pretty crazy to watch that. So, yeah, so it, 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 it doesn't work with WWE before. That that wrestling with shadows is interesting because uh, on the Dark Side of the Ring series that Vice is doing, they did the Montreal Screwjob, and it just so happens that they ran into um, – for talking – they got hooked – they went to Montreal, and they got hooked up with this guy who – does filming, does camera work. It'll happen to be the same guy who did the camera work for wow. Wrestling with Shadows. Really? They just weren't, they didn't know that it was the same person. And that guy wasn't even a wrestling fan. So he had no idea what he had been filming. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they were able to talk, they were able to, talk to them. That that kind of those little intricacies came out in the um the recent like extended versions that they're doing called Confidential on Vice. So mm. that story is so incredibly relevant still. And there's a Bret Hart uh, biography coming up. It's not one of these first four weeks, but it's part of the series. So cool. Yep. Good. Ring of Honor is having their 500th television episode on April 15th. Um, they will have a three hour block. It's typically a one hour show. This is going to be a three hour block where they have wow. 10 of the greatest matches from the show's history. That's in the first hour. And then hour two and three, they're going to have Jay, Jonathan Gresham defend the Pure Championship against Jay Lethal. That was a fan-voted match. Nice. And then there's a main event that they haven't announced yet. Planning on announcing that um, soon, I guess. It's not announced yet. So, um, so stay tuned for that. So big Ring of Honor show coming up April 15th. There you go. Okay. Congratulations. Here's a here's another fun one. You like the uh, you like cartoons, right? Right, Al? I yeah, I, I kinda, yeah, I grew up watching them. Yeah, I was, I was a fan. So Disney will be premiering Ultraviolet and Blue Demon this September on the Disney Channel. It's a series that features the famous luchador, Blue Demon, and his niece, Violet. So Violet comes across a magical mask that gives her superpowers, and she then gets trained by her lucha, famous luchador uncle and also side side hustle superhero, and we're off to the races. That's the new Disney series. So. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so there's it's your cartoon wrestling crossover. <laughs> yeah, it's, even, it's a cartoon, too. It's even better. Okay, so uh, finally, before we uh, – I guess the final news is I want to run down the card – for tonight's debut episode of NXT on uh, Tuesday nights. So, uh, Karrion Cross will be kicking off the show. So I'm sure he'll have uh, a menacing face and uh, very little to say <laughs> except for TikTok. Yeah, and then I'm sure uh, Finn is not happy. Maybe, I don't know. You see, where, where, where can Finn go with this? You know, can he be pissed that he lost or he can go out, shake his hand, and then punch him in the face? You know, like, that was great. You got me. And then punch him in the face and say, I want a rematch. So, yeah. Uh, I'm sure Finn won't be too far behind. Maybe Kyle O'Reilly not will be too far behind because you know I said he had the big win. Uh, he walked out, uh, and Adam Cole did not. So um, it could go a lot of places. Well, they're also going to show us on NXT tonight the footage from what happened after Stand and Deliver went off the air between 
not between O'Reilly and Cole, but what happened after their unsanctioned match. So, yeah, you see the stretcher watch. Uh, you know, Cole yeah. getting parted out. Santos Escobar has an open challenge. Thoughts on who you think might answer that? Leon. Oh no, Leon's got a match. Um, yeah. Not off the top of my head. Uh, you're gonna, yeah. gonna feed him somebody. I, I don't know. You, you think about this, okay? So he has this huge monumental win, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you got guys like John Smith who are huge fans and want him to go further than that. So maybe just drop it now. Yeah. Like have, like have him just get surprised by somebody who you're not thinking of. And, you know, now he loses the title and now he goes on to, to bigger and better things. But, uh, yeah, this this kind of intrigues me. But then again, it could be somebody like Leon Ruff, you know, just squash in five seconds. Who knows? Yeah, this is – I don't know. This is this is going to be fun. And, you know, it wouldn't shock me, if, you know, when they're debuting on their new night, hey, here's a yeah. title change. You know, like, you know, it's – here's – You know, Man- Mansoor has got a Goldberg streak going. You know, he's like yes. 50, 50-0 and 0 or something right now. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's, he's especially undefeated. And I keep on bringing up this point. Like, I'm, I'm assuming in Saudi Arabia, he's undefeated in Saudi Arabia, and he never loses – yeah. Uh, overseas, I'm assuming he was going to be fighting Brock Lesnar for the title at some point, but I guess the <laughs> pandemic hit and that uh, that didn't happen. But yeah, I, I you know I, it's funny. The, a couple of years from now, when they go back over there, I guarantee you, Monster is going to championship match. Yeah, yeah. Well, stay tuned, and he'll probably win. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Raquel Gonzalez is going to make her first appearance as champion. Frankie Monet is also going to debut. That's likely to be Taya Valkyrie. Yeah, that's what we're doing, Frankie Monet. So that's okay. I like it. She could be Frank for a second, sure. She well, it's either it's either her or the dog's name. The so. dog's name is Frankie, which yeah, this I don't know why she wouldn't be able to keep her. She, everyone knows her. I don't know why she wouldn't be able to have, like, have like the AJ Styles or Samoa Joe or even like the Johnny Gargano. You know, they they all kept their names. I don't understand why Taya would have to change. Unless maybe that's. I don't know. Merchandise stuff. I, I don't know how that stuff works. Well, uh, we also have a tag title match. MSK versus Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. Jumping yeah. right to that match. They only just earned that match. Yeah, they, they beat Brizongo on the pre-show. I guess that, that warrants them a title match. And uh, you know, the champs got to put them up right away. Right. Leon, Swer- Leon Ruff versus Swerve Scott in a grudge match. Yeah, this this is the definition of a grudge match. I'll give it that. This is They, they hate each other. I, yeah, I think we need to have kendo sticks and stuff, though, in this. I think that needs to be a Yeah, point. yeah, and then Swerve shined that takeover. Swerve was in there at the end. He was uh, – they, 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 they both started. Swerve jumped them before the match began. Uh, and then Swerve outlasted everybody with the exception of Bronson Reed. So, I mean, that's you – know, so you're in there for that long. You know, a big a big hoss like Reed, that's going to be uh, – that's a tough out. So, uh, Swerve shined. You know, congr- good for him. I hope they keep it rolling. He's got he's to beat Leon Ruff convincingly. I think really convincingly. He's got to beat Leon Ruff like with a finisher convincingly, you know, like boom, yeah. like not, not yeah. having to hook the leg type thing. And then right now you move forward, you know, and now right. let's go. He needs to stand over him like almost stood over Kofi Kingston. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then finally, the way in an eight man or eight person tag match against Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis, Shotzi Blackheart, and Ember Moon. So. Yeah, they're they're doing intergender eight man. They're not ripping off AEW. This is an original idea. They're not ripping off AEW on this one. Good job, guys. There we go. Yeah, it's really interesting with because it takes if from a, in a mixed tag. If you get if you get in the lead, you never make the tag, right? Because you have, your opponent would have to swap too. Yes. In this situation, you can make a tag, 
Yes. Without having your opponent make your opponent switch. So it's a, yeah. it's a different concept. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So we'll see. That's you know, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, uh, hopefully great. All right, Al. Hey, time. Oh, sorry, yeah, just real quick. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it tonight on the Essential Wrestling Podcast too. But if the way is in full force right now, if they're the unit, they need to win on this. Like they need to come out. You know, if they're coming out as a family, because that's what they are. They're not a faction. They are a family. Right. They need to win that match. And then Dexter Loomis can abduct Indy Hartwell yes. afterwards or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Um, John DeConi reminding me that also before the A&E Stone Cold biography this weekend, they have an older biography on Andre that they're going to air. So Nice. So we have a full slate of programming on A&E. Uh, no wrestling pay-per-views this weekend, so watch that, I guess. Yeah, I don't think we have a show until Rebellion, and that's like the end of the month. I don't think we have anything coming up until uh, we got about three weeks off. So, uh, yeah, everyone just take a breather. See, now we're going five days strong. You know, now every night at 8 o'clock, you got something to watch. So, uh, you know, give us a couple weekends to rebound. And then, uh, you know, going right back. And then we got Kenny Omega and Rich Swan on the horizon. You know, a huge fork uh, implications. Yeah, we rebound this week and rebel the following week. There you go. That's how we do it. Right? Yeah, this week. Then, Yeah, exactly. Two weeks. Yep, my cal- that's I have a calendar up there. Yeah, and also reminding, I mean, uh, uh, my hey, father-in-law's birthday is tomorrow, and my niece and my nephew's birthday is on Sunday. So I just hey, remind you, thank you. On Thursday, yep. yep. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to give okay. you five questions. A simple majority correct will get you the W. If you win, you get the Goldberg Oscar win- Award. If you lose, you get a Hawkins. I said at the top of the show... We're talking Backlash 1999. WrestleMania Backlash, the first of its name, so to speak. Yes. Backlash 99, also the first of its name. So. Oh, this is the first. Okay, yeah. So they're going. Yeah, so 19. This is Attitude Hour, right in the midst of it, right in the midst of the wars. Um, I think maybe at this point, WWE finally took over the, the, the lead, maybe, after the 82 weeks or whatever uh, Bischoff's thing is. Yeah, I think so. I think they had the lead here, for sure. Yeah, and this was this was WrestleMania 15, so this was right after uh, Rock Austin won. So Corporate Rock couldn't get it done. Uh, let's see what happened to that backlash because right now I'm drawing a blank. i got to try to figure this out. So Long-time trivia fans of this show are waiting for you to say the word wheelhouse. Yeah. Like, well, you say wheelhouse, you know, oh, it's a perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't say it. So no, I didn't. No, I didn't say, well, you're not going to get me wheelhouse. You know, maybe it's going to start throwing some King of the Ring stuff at me later. You know, I can I can do that. And SummerSlams are pretty good. You know, like I said, the Big Five. You know, I was I always throw King of the Ring in in that category. The Big yeah. Five. You know, I, they, they should bring that back. I miss it. Yeah. All right. Well, first first things first. Mankind. Yeah. Defeated this man in a boiler room brawl match. I'm going to give you choices. Your choices are The Big Show, Kane, The Undertaker, and Ken Shamrock. Yeah, I, that was the match at 15. So I'll, I'll go uh, I'll go Big Show, Paul White on this one. Uh, and then White, uh, I, I believe Show got disqualified at 15. So I mean, that's why they got, uh, you know, had the rematch. Yes, it was Big Sh- It was against The Big Show. Mankind would win from escaping the boiler room. Okay. Yep. Can, Ken Shamrock... He wrestled someone on this show in the semi-main event. Was it The Undertaker, Billy Gunn, Kane, or Viscera? <laughs> Just, uh, pretty sure that match wouldn't go on second to last. But okay, yeah. so yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you might be a let me up match. 
Okay, so what were the choices? So you got Billy Gunn. The Undertaker, Billy Gunn, Kane, and Viscera. Um, okay, so the last time we saw The Undertaker, he was hanging the boss man from the cell. Uh, and the boss man's corporation tag team partner was Ken Shamrock. So I'll go with Undertaker versus Ken Shamrock. It was Undertaker versus Ken Shamrock, yep. Undertaker had recently crucified Ryan Shamrock. Oh, I miss her. She was fun. I like her. <laughs> okay, here we go. The Brood, Edge, nice. Christian, and Gangrel lost to this trio from the Ministry of Darkness. Your trio options are Midian, Farouk, Bradshaw, or Farouk, Bradshaw, Viscera, or Midian, Kane, Viscera, or Farouk and Bradshaw, it was actually a two-on-three match. Now, okay, so now we're going to keep the acolytes together on this one. There was no reason to break them up. Kane, I think, was kicked out of the corporation slash corporate ministry at this. Uh, after 15, uh, that was when Hunter joined the corporation. So that was what Kane, kicked Kane out. So it's a, it, my original thought process in my head is going to be the acolytes with either Midian and the acolytes with either Viscera. So uh, I will go uh, with just a coin flip here. I'll, I'll give it to uh, I'll give it to Big Viss. That's right, Farouk, Bradshaw, and Viscera. You're three for three. There we go. Okay, well this is definitely in your wheelhouse. Triple H defeated X Pac in a singles match. Yeah. Well, X Pac would lose to the Pedigree. He did have some help. Who interfered to assist X Pac with the match? Was it A China, B Billy Gunn? C. Kane or D. Bob Holly? Yeah, this was right when DX. And I know right after Hunter left DX to join the corporation, I know Billy Gunn left right after. So just in, just in my head right now, for whatever reason, I think Billy Gunn swerved over X Pac. And I think there was a whole X Pac and Road Dog versus Billy Gunn in China for the rights to DX or something like that right after this. So I'm going to go Billy Gunn. It's Kane. Wow. It's Kane. Uh, China was actually all helping Triple H throughout this whole process, and or maybe I misheard. So somebody attacked Hunter in this. Kane came down and t and put. <laughs> Kane came down and took care of both China and Triple H, and Xbox was supposed to do the Bronco Buster in the corners. He got through China, but Triple H got up and pedigreed him. <laughs> okay, so. I, I thought somebody attacked Xbox. That's where my head was going. All right, so I misheard. Whatever. Okay, my bad. Steve Austin defeated The Rock in the main event. It was a no-holds-barred match. Who was the special guest referee? Vince McMahon, Linda McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, Shane McMahon. Yeah, it's probably Vince. It was Shane. Shane? Oh, that's right. Shane was the referee. Oh, wait. No, that was 98. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Well, All right, so you still got three. So yeah, I'll take three. You get, you Very good. All right. Before we leave, let me tell people about, let me tell you all about Belltime Club shirt. It is a great shirt. It's a parody shirt, of course, after the famous Bullet Club shirt, but it's got all the Belltime stuff in there. So it's 22 bucks. The shirt's getting um, pretty solid reviews from everybody who sees it. So you can be one of the first to pick it up. The shirt comes in this awesome design and uh, super soft style, any size you want. Free shipping, 22 bucks. There you go. And then join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca 
for the primetime rundown on Friday nights. They take you through the world of sports. Our show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And then tonight, Al, the Essential Wrestling Podcast, uh, episode number 49. You'll be hosting along with everybody. we got a special start time of 5 p.m. tonight. I'll be there. John DeCani, Gary Maheffi, John Smith. Um, Al, loaded show tonight with WrestleMania and TakeOver and everything else we're going to be talking about. It's yeah. crazy. We, we have to go the extra hour. We just want to make sure that we're giving ourselves enough room to try to cover as much as we possibly can. And no one might get long and tedious if we actually go the full three hours, but we just don't want to run into uh, the debut of NXT tonight. So we want to make sure that we're off in time, that we get um, everybody else off the screens in time with enough time to get uh, you know your selective beverage and get comfortable with a thing of popcorn to watch NXT. Uh, make their debut on Tuesday nights. They own the night on Tuesday. They own the night. They own the night. And of course, let's make sure we tell people about Pro Wrestling Pick'em because it's a new season. It's a new season. Yes, it is. So, uh, yeah, we. Uh, it's time to start up. I'm gonna. I'll probably do that. Maybe within a day or so, I'll fire up a, a new public pool for the Essential Wrestling Podcast. We've been talking about it forever. Please come and join us. Everybody is zeroed out right now. Uh, so, and I revamped the scoring system. I know a couple of the things weren't as fair, uh, as far as, you know, the different, cause everything was kind of new to us. Like these, these, these weekly shows were getting the same amount of points as the pay-per-view, which I don't think was fair. So, you know, I'm going to put the new scoring system up uh, a lot more points to be had, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. We're going to go over the final standings tonight for all the brands, um, specifically, and then, uh, we'll crown our overall champion. Could John DeCani hold on to the end? I guess we'll have to wait and find out. Not if I have anything to say about it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. That's been our show. Thank you for watching, listening, however you consume it. It's a lot of fun. And uh, it's a great week of wrestling. We're now on a five-day-a-week schedule. Oh, Oh, my God. That was such a – yeah. So what is it, 364 days to WrestleMania? Let's go. Get excited. (laughs) In, in Dallas, in Dallas next year. Big D, that's right. Yeah, Big D's taking it. They shoved in 101,000 last time they were there. I think over under, they're going to get more of that or less than that, right? The American population's not getting skinnier, so I say less. Less, gotcha. All right. Less, but maybe more weight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you tomorrow, everybody.